Welcome to the White Coat Life Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Certified Coach Paula White, MD. If you're a physician in academic medicine looking for skills to understand and take control of your experiences, both in work and out, this is a great place to start. Okay, episode 20. First of all, I am still laughing about last week's episode with my dogs barking in the background. I am what I like to think of as a reforming perfectionist. You know, I used to think that being a perfectionist was a good thing. And later on in life, I realized that maybe it's not all it's cracked up to be. And last week's episode, I brainstormed it, wrote it all out, or mostly, not the whole thing, since I'm still one-handed. Didn't like it, revised it, recorded, started to play it back. Half of the recording didn't save for some unknown reason. I have no idea why. And then I re-recorded it and my dogs were barking almost incessantly. And then I just thought, you know what, I'm just going to keep going. And then at the end, I decided I am not doing this again. It's good enough. And sometimes good enough is good enough. So, you know, a couple of years ago, if you had ever asked me, well, first of all, a couple of years ago, I would never have thought I ever would have a podcast at all. But I definitely, if I did have a podcast, if someone said, would you go ahead and publish one that had dogs barking in the background, I would say, absolutely not. I would redo it. But here we are. I hope you. I hope it was amusing to you. So like we said when we left off last week, today we're going to talk about stepping stones. Before we get into that, I'm going to just give you a little um, story to illustrate the idea. So um, I've mentioned before that I picked up running when I was 40, and I'm very, very, very slow. Um, I actually haven't been running lately at all for various reasons. But um, over the years, I've done, I think, eight or nine half marathons. And the last couple of years, I had sort of been toying with the idea of maybe running a marathon when I turned 50. Well, I turned 50 this year, and I spent a lot of time wallowing in indecision. So, you know, some of the thoughts that were rolling around in my head, well, but it would be really hard. Yeah, but you do hard things all the time. But I'd be so slow. I'd be in the bottom decile. So what? The bottom decile are all still marathon finishers. But it's such a time commitment. Yeah, but you generally get up early and do long runs on weekends before the rest of the family's up anyway. So, you know, you can imagine the rest on and on back and forth. And basically, I was indulging in this indecision because I didn't want to really think about it. And I didn't really want to be responsible for what my choice was. So the good news is breaking my wrist put an end to all that because I'm going to be spending my summer first in a cast and then doing PTOT. And I definitely am not going to be doing any distance running. I'm not going to be doing any, any running at all. But if I had decided that I was going to do it this year, in order to make this happen, I would need to go through the thought transformation from where I am now, which is, I don't think I could run a marathon, to where I want to be, which is, I know I can run a marathon. So that's the kind of thought that we would initially tell ourselves that we need to be thinking. But in reality, what you really need to be thinking is, I ran a marathon. That's the, it's already done. The check's been cashed. It's done. So when you have something like this that you aspire to, 
but it feels impossible. In coaching lingo, the metaphor that's usually used for this is the river of misery. So you picture where you are, you're on one bank of a river with your current way of thinking or being. And on the opposite bank is the person you want to be or the new way of thinking that you want to have. And in order to get there, you have to somehow or other make your way across this river of misery. There's lots of different models for tools that you could use to get your way across, things called like bridges, ladders, monkey bars. I kind of like to think of it as stepping stones, and I'll kind of tell you why. So to get through the river of misery, you have to gradually change the way you're thinking or the way you are from that, you know, what it seems like the absolute has to be, this is the way I am and there's no other way around it to that sort of impossible aspiration on the other side. And you have to go through the process of change along the way. And as we all know, change is uncomfortable. We generally don't like change. But here's the thing, there are lots of tools that you can use that makes that transformation a whole lot less painful than it has to be. So I like the idea of stepping stones because it fits pretty nicely with the, the river metaphor. And so I like to think of as you work your way across, each stepping stone is just a tiny incremental step up from your, your most recent previous thought or way of being. So if we're going to use this idea of, I don't think I can run a marathon, what would you think might be the first next tiny little increment up? It could be something like, maybe I could run a marathon. But I'll tell you, the first thing you do is so you try on something like that. And I'll tell you, when I think that maybe I could run a, a marathon, immediately my brain's like, nope, uh, -uh no. So then you know, okay, that one's maybe a little bit too far. So that would be where like you have to kind of take a leap off of the bank to land on that stone. And we want something a little bit more gentle, something that's going to feel a little easier and feel a little bit more doable. So how about some people can run a marathon? Sure, that's easy. So from my some people can run a marathon, I'm one step in now. And then the next thing I could think is, well, what about those people? What what might they have thought or what might they have gone through in order to become the person who has run a marathon? So they might have gone from some people can run a marathon to some people have to work really hard and can still run a marathon. That's pretty palatable to, to me, too, because I'm someone where this does not come easily. It's not natural for me. And again, if, if I ever did do it, I for sure would be in the bottom decile and that's okay. So that idea, that little stepping stone thought kind of works for me. Then the next thing is I could be someone who works hard enough to run a marathon. All right. Yeah. Okay. That's believable. And from there, it might be something like I am working hard enough that I can finish a marathon. And then so on and so on and so on. And you can see how this would play out. In reality, when you're doing something like this, what you have to do is start with sort of a comfortable progression and then 
play with it and practice it to the point where it feels real. And again, any anytime you want to change a thought, you have to practice it. So you have to recite it to yourself. You have to like make it your screensaver when you open your computer. You have to put it a, a, on a post-it note on your mirror in the bathroom. You have to do something so that this you're constantly confronted with this new thought or new way of being. And you remind yourself, okay, this is what I'm doing now. I'm not sticking with my old ways. And then once that feels comfortable, you do have to step a little outside of your comfort zone to the next level up. That feels, it's believable, but it's a stretch. And that's when you start practicing that new thought, new belief, new way of being. And you keep doing that as long as it takes until that feels believable and true to you. And then you'd go to the next step. So as I started this example, I intentionally gave you an example of my first stepping stone, one that wasn't going to work. Like I went from, I can't run a marathon to, I might be able to run a marathon, something like that. And that was just too far. It was too, it wasn't believable. When you're working on a stepping stone progression, be prepared that sometimes the thought that you think of that you decide is going to be your next stepping stone is going to be wrong. Sometimes your choice just isn't going to be the right one. And that's when you might kind of slip a little bit. You might fall off your stepping stone. You might kind of realize that you feel unstable and jump back to the last one voluntarily. There's lots of ways that you can make a correction, but that's okay. Taking a step backward doesn't necessarily mean that anything is going wrong. It just means that now you've learned that that wasn't the right direction, or perhaps it was too far all at once. So what happens if you fall off your stepping stone? Well, that's the thing about the river of misery. Like I said at the beginning, there's lots of ways that you can get across. I do want to tell you a quick story that always reminds me of the river of misery and, and one of the pitfalls here. Uh, one of my friends, when she was on her honeymoon, she and her uh, brand new husband were kayaking. And as they were going down this river, her kayak tipped. And so there she is in the water and she's kind of thrashing around, trying to get her bearings, hanging on to her kayak, trying to get herself sorted out and, and get back in. And she's treading water and holding on to her kayak. And her husband is sort of like stopping and looking around at, and, and looking at her, but didn't make any effort to help her. And she's like, are you going to help me? And he said, why don't you just stand up? <laughs> and I love this story because this is how sometimes we make things harder for ourselves just because it never occurs to us that maybe it doesn't have to be this hard. Well, this applies in this metaphorical river of misery too. So if you fall off your supping stone, that's okay. You can just stand up, catch your breath, you know, the current might be sort of gentle around you or it might be kind of rough. It, it all depends on what you're working through and what you're working toward. But there's lots of ways that you can sort yourself out and get yourself either back on your riverbank or back on the closest stepping stone. And the other thing about the river of misery is you can make it to the other side without any of these tools. For most of us, for anything where we made a major transformation in our lives, 
that's kind of how it happened because most of us didn't have the tools and didn't know. And you can get there, you can do it, but man, it's a lot harder. And generally it takes a lot longer and it's so much more painful than it has to be. Okay, well, what if you lose your way? What if you find yourself, you're trying to slug through that river, you find yourself drifting downstream, and then you end up on some unexpected shore. It's not where you started, and it's not where you were aiming. Maybe it's a little island. Maybe it's just a different place on the riverbank. If that happens, stop and check it out. Do you like it? Do you want to stay with this new, unplanned way of thinking or being? If not, you can always go back to your old way. That's super easy. Or if you decide you want to keep going for that original goal, you can stop for a bit, recuperate, renew your efforts. If we use the marathon example here, what if I was working my way across and I lost my way, drifting about for a little bit, I don't know what I wanted to do, and then somehow landed on something like, maybe I would like to do a triathlon instead. Totally different. Not where I started, not where I was aiming. I could stop and think about that. Now, I don't want to do that, but I could if I wanted to. Okay, what about if you're making your way across and you decide you truly don't want that original goal anymore? Well, isn't that quitting? Probably not, but it depends on how you think about it in your mind. If you stop pursuing your goal because you believe that you can't achieve it, that probably will amount to something akin to quitting in your mind. And the reason for that is totally the story that you're telling yourself. If you're telling yourself, I can't, the way it's probably going to make you feel is something along the lines of defeated. And for most of us, when we're feeling defeated, it drives us to do a lot of negative self-talk. We tell ourselves lots of bad stories. You can't do this. You can't do anything. You never finish what you start. And then you stop trying and then you prove yourself correct. You can't because you're not even trying. It's totally different if you stop and you evaluate the work involved and you evaluate what that goal will mean to you and how important it is and you deliberately choose not to. The idea there, the story that you're telling yourself is, I definitely could do this if I wanted to, and I'm choosing not to. So remember, we do hard things all the time. So if you keep that in mind, and if your, if your reason for changing goals is that I choose not to because I have decided I could do this if I want, and I just don't want to, that's not quitting at all. And it doesn't leave you feeling demoralized. And it actually can energize you toward a different goal. The other thing is, you're an adult. You get to change your mind anytime you want. And if you did change your mind, you don't have to redo all of the initial work that you've done. So if we used my marathon example for this, the stone I'm on right now that feels completely believable and comfortable to me is that I could complete a marathon if I wanted to, and right now, I don't have the desire to do that. I'm not where I started, which was, there's no way I could do this. I definitely know that I could do it if I wanted to, and I don't want to. So let's just say sometime in the future, I change my mind, and I start thinking, yeah, maybe I do want to do this. I don't have to start all over. I'm going to stay right where I am now on this stone, and then I can move forward. 
Okay, so you might be thinking, well, great, this is all great advice, I get it, it's gonna help me you know, get to my goals, but what does it have to do with burnout? It actually has a lot to do with burnout. And the reason is, if you stop making all of these things in your life so hard, you have a lot less stress and you have a lot more reserve of positive energy, and all of that can help you reduce your susceptibility to burnout. So this week, I invite you to think about what sorts of thoughts you really want to aspire to that seem impossible now, or accomplishments or goals that you think other people can do, you would like to do, but you think there's no way you could ever do that. And let's think about some stepping stones. If you'd like a little help with that, please come visit me. Go to whitecoatlifecoach.com, schedule a free consult. I'd be happy to help you work through it. Take care. Have a good week. Opinions or views on this podcast or on my website are my own and should not be attributed to my employer.